This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout-out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Halton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. So for now, hey, our fearless friends, here's Lisa Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so very much for joining me, rejoining me again on this lovely Friday morning. My name is Lisa McDonald, host of Living Fearlessly with the Contact Talk Radio Network. Listenership spans to 145 countries, 220 TV radio terrestrial satellites, and the potential for millions of iTunes downloads. Once again, we are joined by yet another phenomenal guest. My guest of today is a brilliant woman by the name of Michelle Nadon. Michelle is a highly regarded recruitment specialist, career strategist, and media instructor. She has provided state-of-the-art recruiting and career guidance to the Canadian media, entertainment, and cultural sectors for nearly two decades. Nadon's company, www.mediaintelligence.ca, links today's business with top talent through innovative recruitment models and cutting-edge career enrichment programs. She lives north of Toronto with her beautiful German shepherd, Stella, and spends all of her spare time, goodwill, and company profits on animal rescue and animal advocacy. Michelle also has a new book, which we're going to talk about today, Careers AF, New Rules, New Tools. There isn't a person in the working world who wouldn't benefit from targeted career coaching. They'll find it here in this comprehensive collection of best practices for strategic career management. This thoughtfully organized book covers everything a job seeker needs to consider from organizing goals and a smart resume to job search strategies and hiring negotiations. Here is indispensable counsel for individuals keen to boost their career's ultimate worth. Careers AF, New Rules, New Tools is the essential guidebook for restless souls anxious to end their pattern of reactive and intermittent career moves. By launching a concerted and pro- proactive plan designed to get ahead of the process and shifting the power from the folks in the glass towers to the job seekers on the ground by way of goal setting and career accountability. It is here you will find sound advice on managing your contacts, branding your skills and knowledge and leveraging your networks, all courtesy of insider intel that regular recruiters and hiring managers will never share with you. Welcome to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. How are you, my friend? Thank you so very much. Stella and I are doing exceptionally well today. 
Fantastic. So, Michelle, I just want to give some background to the listening audience. So, we had the privilege of speaking with one another. I'm going to say it was probably about a year ago. And then we resurfaced on LinkedIn, which is my preferred social media site because that's truly where I believe entrepreneurs really. Uh, rally each other, support each other, connect with one another in the business world. And we not long ago reconnected and now it's resulted in us being on the airwaves together. And I just want to say my initial impression and my ongoing impression of you is truly one of advocacy, one who is very a self-empowered woman, someone who's continuously paying it forward being of service for the collective. And so to have somebody like you with your caliber of expertise and just your human heart, I want to say thank you for the gift of your time and for joining myself today. Oh, that's so kind. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, it's all about self-actualization. It absolutely is. So why don't we talk before we delve into your book, because I'm really quite interested, particularly with how I ended off saying that, you know, regular recruiters and hiring managers would never want to share particular pieces of information that are included in your book with the general audience. So let's talk about the inception of your journey. When did you know that you were made for this work, that you had that attractor factor, that you knew you could resonate with people who had at that time frame coming into your gateways, they had problems that they needed solutions to or that they felt stuck in their current position. How did you know that media was the way to go? Um, it all sort of came to a head in my career. I had been working in television production for about 20 years or 15 years rather. And um, at 41 years of age, I found myself out of a contract again uh, my latest mat leave contract had ended and I was on the street, uh, didn't know what to do with my own career. Um, and I was looking, I was doing a lot of professional development with uh, peers and colleagues. And I found that they were actually all in the self-same position. They really did not know what to do. And I thought, you know, what if I built a company that would not only you know, you know, fill recruiting roles for the larger corporations in our sector, but also that would, you know, tailor to the needs of the actual individual job seeker. So mm. it's kind of an integration of recruitment and career management. Um, so I ran the idea up the pole with a number of executives in the industry. They gave me some awesome advice. I hung out my shingle and I've never looked back. Beautiful. And so with your level of expertise and longevity in the field, uh, Michelle, do you, and I know every person's individual story is unique. Some of it is uh, redundancy. Sometimes it's, you know, they have outgrown their position. Sometimes they've been forced to leave. There's a culmination of reasons for what puts people on your doorstep seeking your expertise, your counsel. So, you know, would you say that the majority of people that you've interfaced with in this aspect of business, it's because they haven't had a true sense of self or they haven't really leveled up in terms of reaching their potential? They've perhaps chosen to play small. Or do you believe it's more a result of them being a circumstance in the economy? It's more a function of individuals not being taught to actually manage their careers. Mm hmm you know, careers are something that people let happen to them yep. instead of actually planning them. Mm -hmm. so okay. My, my job is to help people identify what it is that they want, not what other people 
want for them, not what your brother-in-law always thought that you should be doing, not what your mother thinks is a safer route. I encourage people to get serious with their goals and their own aspirations. And once you get clear on what it is you want, then it's a very simple methodology to go out there and secure it. Absolutely. So let's scale back and talk a little bit about the self-actualization, self-awareness component, because whether you're talking about a job, whether you're talking about a relationship, whether you're talking about finances or all of the above combined, you know, generally speaking, when somebody feels that they're at crossroads in some particular area or aspect of their life, it generally comes back to there is some component of feeling blocked. And so for people to really take off in the trajectory of where it is that they want to go or they believe their intended purpose is to go, uh, you know, I imagine there's probably a, a big piece of like psychology that goes into play with what you're doing with these people. Uh, because sometimes it's not the job itself. I mean, the market can be quite generous, it can be quite, um, you know, it, it can cater to people. There's a lot of people who have a lot of skills that they can adapt and they have transferable skills. So generally speaking, I believe for people who are blocked in any particular aspect of their life, it's because of some subconscious area that needs conscious attention too. Do you agree with that? I totally agree with that. A lot of it is um, societal in nature. Uh, mm -hmm. We are taught, especially Canadians, uh, yes. we're we're humble within an inch of our lives. Um, we're not given much affirmation where people are more apt to default to the cup is half empty instead of the cup being half full. So when I speak with people and I say to them, so what are you really good at? They'll mm -hmm. come back with, well, you know, I think, and, and, and they'll bring out a couple of qualifiers or quantifiers. You know, I will immediately step in and I do it. I just did it this morning on a session with another gal. I step in immediately and I give them a long list of lovely things that I can see about them that they can't see about themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that people, you know, are friends and family. They're not, first of all, they're not subject matter experts, so you shouldn't be going to them for advice unless it is their expertise. Um, but they're more likely to undermine or second guess your activities um, rather than simply affirm you, recognize you, give you permission to want what you want, and then give you a hand up towards getting it. Absolutely. Well, and what I'll say to that, there's a couple things that came to me simultaneously, Michelle, as you were speaking. So one, I, I do believe in the power of affirmations, but I also believe it's an inside job. So people can give you all the external accolades, pats on the back, reaffirmations, uh, things of that nature. And yeah, that does carry currency. It is something that we do to our fellow human being. Again, going back to be particularly Canadians, we are of that elk. We're very embracing. We're very inclusive. Uh, we're very positive people. But at the same time, time, if people who are in the realm of requiring your services are partially stuck, or if not completely stuck, because everything's an external experience, and if they're not getting what they want from the outside world, which we know is unrealistic, because it's an inside job, you know, to the degree that you believe in yourself, that you'll go to the wall for yourself, uh, that you'll find the solution to your own problems, and, and put the voice on that, and, and hit the pavement, and try to find whatever you need, wherever you need it, there has to be that inherent intuitive fundamental belief within yourself because everybody can give you the so-called lip service or they can, you know, prop you up 24 seven. But if you don't believe in who you are fundamentally, that's all for naught. That's, that's moot in my opinion, correct? 
Yeah, <clears throat> I think it all boils down to um, the individual getting their mind around self-care. Yeah. Uh, so in this case, it's self-care applied in the professional setting, but it is still self-care. So, you know, making a list of things that you want, not what everyone wants for you. Um, you know, I will sometimes play games with people to tease it out of them. I will say, you know, pretend I'm a really, really rich woman and I'm writing the check tomorrow morning. What would you do? What would you do for the planet? What would you do for yourself? And I get them brainstorming. Um, if they're really stuck, I'll ask them to actually uh, switch from their dominant hand to their non-dominant hand and ask themselves what they want in life and write down whatever comes to mind. It is the most brilliant exercise for unlocking the subconscious in your mind. And then once you have that list, as I stated earlier, when you know what you want, then it's a very simple process to get on out there and get it. It, it takes hard work, mind you, and lots of it, but it's all completely doable. You just need permission to own what you want. Fantastic, Michelle. So for the people that you're interfacing, your particular roster of clients, are they... Are they looking for you to help recalibrate the mindset in terms of landing a position that's more aligned with their so-called purpose or passions, as opposed to feeling driven out of necessity because they've got to get the bills paid and they're already feeling that they're behind because they are currently unemployed? Like, what is the ratio or what is the percentage of people who are wanting to rebirth or reinvent the process where they have a little bit of time, where they can get it right this time, knowing that they want to do something that's purposeful, that's intentional, that's deliberate, that's meaningful and impactful versus somebody just needs to get the paycheck going. Okay. <clears throat> well, if you just need to get the paycheck going, I always just say, go get a part-time survivor gig and take the pressure off financially. Mm-hmm. Okay. But in terms of the general population, I think, and I'm not, I'm not quoting verbatim here, but in my mind, it's the 80-20 rule. 20% 20 of us run around cleaning up after the 80% who aren't conscious. Mm -hmm. Okay? Mm -hmm. So there's only 20% of us who are leadership-oriented in the first place. Okay? Now, mm -hmm. if you're not leadership-oriented as one of my clients... One of the things that I do teach you is about leadership, how to take a leadership position on your own needs and your own wants and how to take that out to the world. And the way that you do that is by simply upping your game professionally. The more you up your game, the more self-esteem you acquire. I can do it with a person in one hour on the telephone. I can change, I can turn their life around simply by giving them this, the, the simple strategies of, you know, learning more about your industry, uh, don't be a victim, be proactive, get in there, do your research, find out about the company, their mandate, the people in the company, make a small business case for yourself, which is a simple formula for short questions to answer before you take a call, and you will automatically be, if you do that, you will automatically be in the 20% who is starting to really, like, have the rubber hit the road. 
Interesting. And again, I don't believe in coincidences, as you and I know and have talked about behind the scenes. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that I just recently spoke to Brian Tracy, who is the guru in the industry of all of this, um, with regards to the 80-20 rule. And so, you know, I'm wondering what we, within our particular skill set for what it is we do, I mean, you do something different than myself, but it all goes back to uh, the general population, the collective of really getting people to enrich and expand upon their own growth and development and to, and to lead a much more fulfilling type life, whether it's in or outside of work. And so, you know, I believe that if we can reverse or increase or change, alter, switch up that whole 80-20 rule, then there's going to be less people who are feeling conflicted when it comes to the job market because there's going to be more longevity, more sustainable longevity for them if they're finding themselves committing to spending an exorbitant amount of their time in life, which we do within the capacity of what we do for a living, uh, call it entrepreneur or call it in the workforce, um, where we derive those results, the things that we do that we are continually paying it forward with other people who are aligning with us, and it's the domino effect. And when people absolutely fall in love and feel jazzed to wake up every single morning because they can't wait to, to start over on a new page or pick up where they left off with what it is that they're doing in the world of what they do for a living, then I think there's going to be less people feeling stuck if we can just do that switch with that whole 80-20 ratio. Absolutely. And, you know, it comes back again to the concept of self-care mm -hmm. and, and acquiring more knowledge. And, you know, people are very reticent. Like they, it's almost like they're waiting for permission to go out there to, yes. be, to be able to approach someone about, you know, a new gig or, or something that, you know, they want to pursue. Right. Um, mm -hmm. You don't need permission to be a card carrying member in your own profession. You already are one the day you step into your profession. Mm -hmm. So then it becomes a question of, of how to raise your level of professionalism and your level of knowledge so that you are contributing more strongly. And by contributing more strongly, you are then taken much more seriously by the executive tier. They Absolutely. See yet they start to see you as a player. And so that's what I try to, that's how I, I within, the, within coaching, I really try to get people to up their love, their skills and up their knowledge and up their game in terms of approaching people. And when they do their homework, um, the payoffs are always there. Absolutely. Absolutely, they are. I mean, you're the living, breathing example of that, as am I. And, you know, I, it, it's funny because I did a live stream the other day, and it, it's it's not about people looking to people like you and I or the people who are in the echelon of media like the Oprahs and the Tony Robbins, etc. You know, they they scaled and leveraged and really understood who it was they, they are at the core level and knowing that they're unique. There is no other person. There is no Michelle Nadon. There is no Lisa other Lisa McDonald. There is no Oprah Winfrey other than Oprah herself. And so rather than emulating other people, I mean, yes, we can carve out and save some time and some excruciating pain because what we all do is we impart 
the life lessons of how to save yourself time, how to uh, avoid certain pitfalls that are going to cost you uh, years uh, of wasted time. Uh, but at the same time, if people just look to themselves and understand that they have their own gifts, they have their own skill set, they have their own unique signature message, which there's a good demographic, a good population of people here on in the universe who are going to resonate with that, who are going to identify with that. So I think, you know, whether we're talking again at the career level or we're talking about the relationship level or how to scale your bank account or whatever it is, you know, if you really see the gift of who you are and maximize your own potential, there's no limit. There's absolutely no limit to what each of us can accomplish. I truly believe that. Oh, I, I do too. I, I do too. Um, I say this without ego. I say it in all honesty and truth. There is nothing that I don't get that I want out there. Yes. I hear you, sister. I hear you. <laughs> like, there, like there just isn't. And it's not ego. You know what it is? It's strategy. Yes. I get ahead of it, mm-hmm. right? I sit down and figure out, okay, what is it that I want exactly? And um, I, I go on sometimes about the vagus nerve. Um, the vagus nerve is your gut. It's your it's the second brain, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, lives inside your mind and it goes all the way down to your stomach. And it is what's busy reading the room. Like right now, you know, there isn't a tornado ripping through your particular geographical area because your vagus nerve is not telling you to be on the alert to something. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when I coach people, I tell them about that nerve and I say, you know, that is basically your core. L- learn to get comfortable with it and learn to listen to the inside of you. When you think about it, Lisa, everybody knows the difference between right and wrong. Mm-hmm. If something doesn't feel right right now or ever, then don't do it. Mm -hmm. If it feels right, do it. If you have a concern, acknowledge the concern. Find out if that concern is a rational fear or an irrational fear. If it's irrational, get busy and do more homework. Absolutely. So if you you learn to listen to yourself, but you've got to get centered to do that. And that's the crime that's going on in our society right now is that it is so difficult for people to center. Okay. Mm -hmm. If I ask you to sit on the couch for five minutes with no devices, um, you know, just left to your own, to your own self, um, you're going to, you're inside, you're going to panic. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. (laughs) I mean, you, you will. Right. So, you know, I always, I practice, you know, with people, I just tell them, Five minutes a day, center yourself. That's all it takes. Get quiet, shut everything off, sit down. What do you want? Write down what you want. Write down how you're feeling. Get centered. Your own core physiology will tell you whether you're going to the, in the right way or whether you're going in the wrong way. Then it's just correcting, correcting your course. Absolutely. Pivoting and pivoting fast. So, and I agree with you and I agree with the old adage, which is uh, a bit of a uh, underscores a little bit of what you're saying here, Michelle, too, you know, less is more, you know, if I'm really needing to go deep within myself in which to seek the resolution or the clarification or the solidification, because I believe the answers do reside within. It's not to say that we can't tap into external resources and save ourselves some time. But I think in terms of knowing what initial direction to first branch out into, you have to know how good are you with your own decision making. And if you're at 
loggerheads with knowing which way in which to travel down that path, I think less is more. So, you know, I do, I tune everything off, I turn everything off, I tune everything out and I get very still. And sometimes when I decide to not put so much concentrated area of focus on that particular thought, because you can get yourself fixated and and then it becomes counterintuitive. You know, I start go, I go focus on a different chore. I go focus on something that's completely unrelated. And in the unrelatedness of still focusing on something else, that's where the epiphany or the aha moment of what it was I was seeking some uh, clarity on, it, it shows up. It shows up. It does. Um, and that's why the balancing is so important. When you get centered and and you remove all the distractions, then you can be creative. You can't be creative when your to-do list is a mile and a half long. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you just get centered and quiet and, and to tune into yourself and what you want um, with no distractions, it will not take any time at all for the answers to pop out of your mind. They, they will literally jump out of your subconscious if you let them. Beautiful. I, I wholeheartedly agree and concur with that because it's it's true for me day after day. And again, there's no coincidence to this. You have to recalibrate your mindset and you need to get rid of the false beliefs and the false concepts that tend to keep people stuck and eradicated in fear. So let's, I, I really want to do justice here in highlighting and, and, and showcasing your book here. So Michelle, talk about the inception of the book what catapulted in, in your mind the necessity for the book, why this is part and parcel of your purpose and how this blends well with your client roster. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, I walk my own path career-wise. I walk my own talk, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be 60 on my next birthday. Hard and to believe. Have, <laughs> it, it's so cool. It, being 60 is so being 50 is cool. Being 60 is cooler. Uh, <laughs> so um, I've long had it in my mind because I do walk my own talk career wise that at 60, I want to pivot and change careers and I want to become a full-time author. Now, all this lovely work I've done in terms of self-actualization and teaching people through career coaching and whatnot, I did not want it to fall into a black hole when I technically left the industry. So I thought, why don't I just take all of my career coaching product and put it into a book and let it replace me in the marketplace so I can get on with the next 10 years of my life, which are going to be writing two books on another area of intense interest to me. So that was the impetus for the book. And I was talking to um, an executive female in our industry. We're just catching up last December after we hadn't spoken in a couple of years. And I was telling her what I had in mind. And she said to me, the career coach, she said, sounds to me like you just haven't jumped off the cliff yet. (laughs) Wow. So on my birthday, a couple of weeks later, the day of the year where I always sit down and renew my goals for the year, I sat down and wrote, get the book done, Michelle. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And 13 months later, it's on Amazon. Fantastic. So let's talk about the book. Let's talk about the title. Let's talk about the content. 
Uh, let's talk about who it is structured and geared towards, who's going to get the most benefit. I believe everybody from every demographic walk of life can get benefit from any type of written material, truly, because I see the abstract and the underlying message that underscores everything. Um, so let's talk about what the premise of your book is, who it's intended for. And I, I again, want to go back because this captivates my interest, Michelle, when I was plugging the bio at the top of the hour, you know, the regular recruiters and higher managers will never share this particular type of information with you. What is that? What, what is the information and why that they don't want shared? Well, I mean, everybody covets information about jobs. Mm -hmm. uh, we all come from the scarcity of resources mindset, okay, where mm -hmm. if you get something, I'm not going to get it because you have it, okay? Um, I operate on the abundance principle. Yes. Um, uh, I think that, um, you know, it's, it's uh, we are, there's a all you have to do is go to your front door and open it and look outside. Do you see a problem? If you see a problem out there, congratulations, you've just found a job. Right. I love that. It's as simple as that. Now, so the premise of the book is all about what I call career activism. It is taking your career into your own hands. It's not placing your precious heart, your wonderful mind, your, um, your uh, intense drive, um, it is not placing those incredible values in the hands of someone else. It's mm -hmm. having you recognize what your inherent abilities are and then giving yourself permission to go after them. Now, the methodologies that I outline in the book are very simple. Okay, first of all, the book's readable in about four hours. Um, second of all, um, everything is completely doable. You don't have to rely on anybody else to make your reality happen for you. And that can apply in terms of demographic, you know, with the title careers AF, clearly, you know, I'm targeting a certain demographic, but the principles and methodologies apply to you, whether you're 20, 30, 40, 50, or 60. And talk to me again in 10 years, and I'll tell you if it works in the 70s or not. Fantastic. Well, and you touched upon something, too, that I think really does speak to the immobilization or the trepidation of people wanting to take their lives, the trajectory of their lives, and, and cross over uh, to the leading edge. And, you know, that really does speak to, um, you know, the scarcity mindset. A lot of people are more focused, more fixated on talking themselves out of things because it's perceivably safer. Anything that requires less risk is more safe, therefore it's more comfortable. But we know for where you and I sit and for many of the people who I interview on the show, Michelle, nothing could be further from the truth. That's the polar opposite of the type of life that one wants to ultimately live. Because if you're working from that scarcity mindset, you're already, you're always awaiting impending doom. You're always awaiting when that next shoe is going to fall. You're anticipating some type of crisis. And the more your energy is fixated on that type of thinking, well, no surprise that that's what shows up in one shape or format. What we'll call it a person, call it, uh, you know, an actual crisis, call it something going south, something deviating from the course of what you set out for yourself. Um, so it's really important 
to, as you cited, focus on the abundance principle, focus on the abundance mindset. Because when you start to see the bigger world out there, when you start to see the solutions and be solution focused as opposed to problem saturated, well, isn't that when you start to get into the flow? Isn't that when you start to frequently, um, your frequency is vibrating at a level that it's resonating with people who are like-minded and these are the people that you ultimately want to show up in your life because these are the resources. These are the yummy people. These are the, the tribe, the attractor factor, correct? Absolutely. Um, you know, we are taught, again, through society um, to be more on lockdown than to go out there and take risks. Yes. Uh, I remember years ago, one of my mentors said to me, uh, back when I was really stuck with my career, she said to me, you know, as far as I see it, you only need to create one success and then you can build on that. And I went home and I thought about that and I thought, what could I create as a success? Well, I was involved with this women's group at the time. They're supposed to be helping me with my career. They're not, really. Um, And I thought, you know, Um, what could I do? So I developed a program for that women's group, uh, a free networking program at a lovely hotel where I strong armed HR people, human resource people uh, to come in and speak. Uh, We had volunteers. We gave them all uh, roses and we gave them career swag, like things to help them with their careers. Mm -hmm. And it was an enormous success. And once that was off the ground, Um, By virtue of marketing that success, I became a household name in Canada in over three in under three years. Beautiful, beautiful. And 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 what I sorry, go ahead, Michelle. Yeah. um, Another point I want to make is um, there's all kinds of people all over everywhere trying all kinds of stuff. Your biggest challenge as a job seeker, I feel, is you need to identify and then find your tribe. If you can just go out and find those communities of interest, the the people in the community that share your interests, then you've already got a vehicle to work with. Absolutely. And what I love about what you've said here, and this is what I think makes you the walking, talking example, the breathing example, because you once upon a time were in the position of the very people that you're now trying to help and facilitate uh, with your learned knowledge, with your learned expertise. And so there's no mistake, there's no accident or coincidence to this. Most people who are highly successful at what it is that they do is because once upon a time, they were in the abyss of whatever that exact problem was that they needed to find the solution on. And once they found out what that solution was that worked for them in a way that they carved it out that was niche and signature to them, then they realized I'm not the only one here. And if I have learned from this in such a way that it's taking me vertical, then it's my due diligence. When you come from an abundance, share the wealth mindset, you don't want to hoard that information. You want everybody to thrive. You want everybody, you know, to figure this out. And so there's no coincidence that for what you're successful for today and what your level of expertise is today, Michelle, came from the once upon a time I sat in the abyss myself. Correct? Oh, oh, there's just no question about it. And For those people who are out there, um, there's an expression in 12-step programs called reaching up to touch bottom. Mm. For those people who are sitting there in that position now, I want to assure you it is the best place on earth to be. Mm -hmm. 
because now the sky is the limit. Okay, if you are, if if you're you've been decimated by something, you're feeling alone, you got nothing going on. It is the best position to be in because um, necessity is the mother of invention, and that's when the rubber really does hit the road in terms. Of, All right, let's get serious. I've got to get out of this mess. And so agree with that. So agree with that. Because it usually does. It, it's birthed out of desperation. And when somebody is desperation, knowing how we are pre-wired as human beings in terms of fight or flight, when it becomes non-negotiable, I got to figure this out and I got to figure this out fast. Desperation is usually what propels people fast on, on the scale of success. Oh, it, it's a very powerful motivator. It's it's worked for me like magic several times in my life. Me too. <laughs> But, you know, it's it's so amazing. And going back to that comment from my mentor about creating one success. I mean, I created my first success. And when I when I took stock of it after, it wasn't like I was proud of myself. I was just so happy with myself. It was like, mm -hmm. wow, I, I really did that. All right. Well, now what else can I do? And so it kind of became a way of life for me. And you know, again, like I, I've made some really crazy asks out of the universe. Uh, no one has a crazier wish list than me. Uh, <laughs> no one. I'm telling you, like it's it's nuts what I do. Um, you know, I want to rehome 125 five, 125 farm animals. Let's do it, right? Of course. Um, you know, I want a Huffington Post column. Let's get that too. Um, so you know, when you create that one success. Um, you can then use that as as a way to propel yourself forward into other successes. And then you just kind of find like I found my life has just been snowballing. Like it's really been incredible. And I can't believe how utterly happy I am from the inside out mm -hmm. because of all the risks I've taken. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, you can't truly tap into knowing what your ultimate potential is or how far you can expand or how far you can grow if you don't allow yourself or embrace or invite those opportunities in which to put it to the test. And the thing is, once you step out and you embrace those things and you start to see the momentum and you start to see the results and you start to see all the yumminess surrounding it that's part and parcel of that whole journey of that endeavor that you took the risk to embark upon, when you think back to what you perceivably once upon a time thought was a big ask or it was difficult or it was inconceivable, you look at that part of who you were once upon a time and you go, oh my God, I can't believe I was truly playing that small because now I'm going to go after something bigger. And the bigger you go after things, the more you're apt to believe in the, the, the likelihood of these things coming to fruition and not because you're wishing it into existence, but because it's coupled with massive action. And once you see the affirmation and the, the fruition of it coming to tangible reality, it's addictive. You know, it, it, you know, where some people are addicted to failure, some people are addicted to success. And the success is really just the proof in the pudding of, yes, I can do that. I am more than capable of that. And beyond the sky is the limit. And I continuously prove that to myself time and time again. So what more do I want to prove? What more do I want showing up? What more do I want to do to enhance the evolution and the revolution of who I am? Absolutely. And it, you know, um, let, there's a developmental competency. One of the first levels of developmental competency is learning to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And then the next level is accepting that help mm-hmm. because we don't always accept the help when we get it. Okay. True. So once you've got those two, then with the snowball idea, um, then it, you know, you get enough of that behind you and then you're in a position to give back. And that's where the sweet spot is. That's, that's yes. where I'm at in life right now is, is wholly giving back to the industry that paid my rent for 30 years. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And all the wonderful executives who gave me such kind and generous and intelligent counsel. And I've just taken all of the cumulative um, um, aspects of that and wrapped it into one book that says, oh, my heavens, yes, you can. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> no. And where, and, and just being cognizant of time, Michelle, I want to give the listeners here and the podcast subscribers an opportunity. Where can they connect with you? Not just to purchase your book, but if they, you know, they love your energy, they can feel that emanating through the airwaves. And this 55 minute interview is not enough to suffice. They want to have you in their wheelhouse. They want to know more of what they don't know. And they know that you're the person in which to tap into to get that from. How do people have an initial consult with you? How do people get on the client case roster? Oh, well, first of all, I'm imminently findable on the internet. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, just Google my name, Google the book, uh, Google or triple uh, mediaintelligence.ca. My contact information is all there. Um, I absolutely welcome calls from anyone all of the time. You will always get an initial half-hour consult with me just because I can't help myself. (laughs) I go there. And um, so I'm very findable, very approachable, and I really encourage people to reach out and ask for the help because it's just crazy. Like, it's it's stupid easy um, once you figure out uh, how to do it. and, and it is so doable and the help is there. So I just say to people, reach out, make that call, whether it's to me or anyone else in an area of interest for you, um, it is going to change your life. What's not going to change your life is not making the call. Absolutely. And absolutely. You couldn't have said that more succinctly and more to the point. So I appreciate you just being that direct about it. Cause that's so true. Um, now, you're on the show because you are somebody who I believe it does embody what it means to live fearlessly. But from your own life experiences, from your own vocabulary, how would you choose to explain what living fearlessly means to you, Michelle, to the listening audience and to the podcast subscribers? Oh, living fearlessly is, um, is a way of life with me because of all of the fear that I carried um, throughout my younger years. Um, I was an anxious nightmare and I really had to struggle through all of my challenges and I've always done them on my own. I've never had any safety nets, not a lot of family, you Mm -hmm. know, um, not a lot of uh, backup, you know, someone to come and get me out of jail or someone to be in jail with me. Um, So, um, so I have, um, I have learned to live fearlessly because I must, but also because um, because it's just been so powerful and affirming, and I've become such a happy person as a result thereof. Um, I couldn't recommend it more strongly. 
Beautiful. Well, and energy doesn't lie. And energy, energy along with love is a universal language. And so when I hear you speak, I hear how light you are. I hear how bright you are. Uh, you can't manufacture that. You can't fabricate that. So again, I would really encourage the listening audience who really has resonated with Michelle's message here, wants more, knows that there's more that could be beneficial to enrich uh, and influence the course and the direction of the trajectory of where it is you want to go. You have to take that initial risk. And if Michelle's leaving herself open, available and accessible in which to have that half an hour consult with you, you would be silly not to take full advantage of that because who knows out of just that initial conversation, what could be said that tweaks and opens up something else that was either lying dormant within you or challenges a belief and the belief having initially kept you stuck. I say this to people, be your own hero, be your own Shiro, be your own leader, be your own best friend. You know, you have to give yourself those props. You have to give yourself that permission. You have to take those risks that are going to create and carve out the yummy life in which I believe we all deserve. There's no coincidence to us being here. It's a miracle. Let's take advantage of that. It, uh, no, just, it is a miracle. And I, I want to close out by making one very important please. point. And that is, everyone sits around and waits for motivation to strike. Okay? Mm. Motivation is not going to strike. Bingo. Motivation actually follows action. Mm -hmm. Okay? So as soon as you take or make the first action, then you're going to be motivated to do more. But it has to come from you. That first outreach has to come from you. As soon as you do that, you're in the game. Absolutely. And for the long haul, right? For the long haul. It, oh. it, you know what? Yes. Once you figure that out, that's what gives you the longevity. That's what gives you the credibility. That's what gives you the legitimacy. And that's what gives you the ongoing uh, inspiration. Because you're right. It's not motivation unless it's coupled by action. And that's what moves you and propels you ongoingly forward in the direction we would all wish to go in. Um, and not wish, but intentionally, deliberately, non-negotiably. So again, being cognizant of time, Michelle, I mean, we covered a lot of ground and there was a lot of uh, beautiful nuggets that you imparted and shared with us here generously on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. But if there was one specific takeaway or breakthrough that you hope more so than anything you've said here in this interview resonates with the listening audience and the podcast subscribers, what would you want to once again say to underscore that? Okay. For short questions you must ask yourself when you're reaching out to someone or to an organization that you want to work with, okay? You answer, why Michelle? Why would they choose Michelle? Why would they choose her now? How does it fit into Michelle's career? What role does Michelle want to play with this organization? And why does she want to play it with this, with this organization in particular? Why you? Why now? What role? Why this company? You answer those four questions before you pick up the phone, and you're going to be taken more seriously than the other 80% who have not prepared. Fantastic. Fantastic. And again, that underscores self-awareness. So if you don't, if you're not prepared to ask yourself the key questions, how then are you truly equipped to answer the questions that are being put forward to you by anyone else? You know, you got to figure this stuff out internally and have a sense of barometer for the direction you want to travel in before you commit to anything or you regurgitate anything in a conversation with a prospective employer, correct? 
Yes, it's take the control into your own hands. Do your homework, raise your level of professionalism, and go make that ask. Beautiful. Well, Michelle, you're welcome to come back to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald anytime because for your commitment to yourself, to your growth and your development and knowing that you've got two other books in the tank that have yet to be written by the time you're 70, uh, there's always going to be information uh, that will be additionally fruitful and beneficial for the listening audience. So you're always welcome to impart your growth, knowing that that in itself is going to offer inspiration for anybody who's listening. And again, we're heard in 145 countries. So I just want to say thank you very much for the gift of your time. And before we close out here, Michelle, where again can people reach you? What is your website? What is the title of your book? And, and where can it be found? Uh, www.mediaintelligence.ca. You will find all of my coordinates there. The book is called Careers AF, New Rules, New Tools, and it's available on Amazon. Beautiful. Well, again, I want to say thank you for the gift of your time, Michelle, and I know that we'll continue to remain in contact and connected behind the scenes because you're too valuable, not as just a resource, but just as a yummy human being. Right. So, I mean, I'm going to want to continually keep those doors of communication open because I'm forever as a student of life. I don't profess to be an expert on anything, although some people have very graciously given that title to me. Um, but I'm always forever soaking up. And just as we were discussing things throughout the course of this interview, as I always do, I take notes. And then at various points, I go back and I reflect upon those notes, knowing that I might be in a different mindset. I might be in a different mood. I might be in a different receptivity mode for something that I reread and I interpret it differently and it's like boom you know there's the missing ingredient now I've just soaked it up and I'm going like gangbusters and this is why I also encourage the listening audience for those of you who aren't necessarily tuned into the live show uh, but only have the luxury of tuning into the podcast which we know is more convenient because you can pause it start it stop it pause it uh, please I highly encourage you to take notes be a note taker Read the notes, reconnect, reach out to Michelle. She's obviously doing something and she's doing something extremely well and she's doing it extremely successfully to the point where many people are reaching out and, and taking advantage of her as a resource in their wheelhouse. So, Michelle, I want to thank you again for the gift of your time. We will continue to remain connected. To my listening audience, I want to thank you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedule to connect with myself and Michelle Nadon today on Living Fearlessly with Liv uh, Lisa McDonald. And I am exceptionally clear on my purpose, which is to uplift you to fear less and to live more. I wish each of you a wonderful, safe and lovely weekend. And I look forward to being back with you again here next Friday with another phenomenal guest. Take care, love and gratitude. All my best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Michelle. Hey, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio thanking you once again for taking time out of your hectic schedules to tune in to another fantastic weekly episode of Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald. Another shout out of wholehearted gratitude to Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald's corporate sponsors, Helton Honda, Forever, and Aha That. Your reviews, clicks, shares, downloads, feedback, and testimonials are always appreciated. Lisa's purpose and mission is to uplift you to fearless 
and to live more. To appear as a prospective guest on Living Fearlessly with Lisa McDonald or to connect with Lisa regarding her suite of products and services, you can reach Lisa at livingfearlesslywithlisa.com. And until next week, our fearless friends, this is Al Cole from CBS Radio telling you to be your own hero, be your own hero, be your own leader, and be your own best friend. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.